Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of our local series, Collie Just Transition, where we find out what's happening at the coalface of our town's diversification to create new opportunities for our community to flourish well beyond the life of the coal industry. As you may have heard in our previous episodes, the Just Transition process is an internationally recognised framework for supporting impacted workers and communities in the transition away from emissions-intensive industries like coal. And as we know, this is increasingly becoming a focus for government and industries around the globe. Collie Community Radio is working in partnership with the WA Government to bring you all the latest information about this process. We also try to have a bit of fun along the way too, so hopefully you've been enjoying these episodes so far. We kicked off this series in November last year with Collie Preston MLA Jody Hands, and since then you may have also heard our episodes with Synergy Station Manager Mick Hill, as well as International Graphite Chairman Phil Hurst, who last month shared his plans for a downstream graphite processing plant here in Collie. We have a new guest in the studio every episode to talk about their involvement in Collie's Just Transition, as well as in the wider Collie community and beyond. And today's guest is one many Collieites will know well. In the studio, we have long-time Collie resident Michelle Smith. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Nola. It's lovely to be here. We also have John Carney from the Department of the Premier and Cabinet's Collie Delivery Unit who will provide us with some more updates and answers to your questions. Hello again, John. Hi, Nola. How are you? Oh, pretty pretty sparking here. John, this month's Collie Just Transition Working Group looked a bit different, didn't it? Uh, yeah, that's right, Nola. Um, <clears throat> with COVID-19 cases numbers around the state growing, uh, the working group uh, meeting was actually held remotely via video link with all stakeholders. It is a bit of a different beast doing things like this, but the wonders of technology make these things possible. And in many ways, it's just business as usual for the group, which continues to do important work here in Collie. Uh, we've just got a couple of small updates. Um, a lot of people, I think by now, would have seen the new timber mural uh, at the back side of the Miners Hall. That's the mural. Uh, Yep, 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 that was uh, done by um, Jacob Butler and we're uh, planning hopefully by the end of the year to have two more murals completed. One will be of a Aboriginal theme and the other a rail theme, so um, hopefully that happens. The other big story this year is celebrating Collie's history. Uh, we'll talk a little bit with Michelle on, on that a little bit later on as well. And also at today's uh, the Just Transition meeting, um, we had a presentation from West Track, uh, the operations manager, Jeremy. He just updated the group on the facility in Collie, some of their full-time numbers, the students that are being trained, and uh, the work they're doing with South Regional TAFE and uh, Collie Senior High School on some training programs. Well, there's plenty going on then, John. Thanks for that update. As I mentioned, today we've got Michelle Smith on the program. Michelle is a born and bred Collie local, and not only does she stand as a Shire of Collie councillor, she's also worked in and around Collie, wearing many different hats. Michelle, you've been around to witness the changes in Collie since you were a kid. How has Collie evolved during your lifetime? Thanks, Nola. It's lovely to be here. Oh, so much has happened during my lifetime. If I think about 
what was in this particular building when I was uh, young, uh, a kid. We had the child-infant health here. And next door to this was a block on the east side, and that was a park. And in that park, when I was very, very young, at Christmas time, I think it was, although the time might be wrong, I'm sure there are listeners out there who would remember the exact time, but every year there was a merry-go-round there. And that was the most wonderful thing. And I can remember when I was um, went to there at one particular time, there was a bride and she actually rode one of the horses on the merry-go-round. And that was just, I thought that was amazing and I was very impressed with that. And next to that, opposite the Miners Institute, was the croaky field, we used to call it. I think they call it croquet now, but there were quite a few ladies used to be in there and play croquet. It's just evolved so much, and now we have the most wonderful Throstle Street with all the new verandas and all the awnings, and it's just fantastic. In my day, there was uh, Collyfields Hotel, which is still there, and next to that was Manchester House, and it's wonderful to see that Chook Scraps is there doing very much the same as Manchester House, selling materials although Manchester House also sold clothing. I won't go right up the street, but I will say where Packet was, was our only supermarket, the first one, which was run by the Dransfields family. And if we keep going next door to that was the Victoria Hotel, uh, and we had the uh, dry cleaners. And the dry cleaners was there for many, many years, and as you know now is the chemist shop. Yeah, that was um, George and Glennis Stewart. That's correct. Yes, George and Glennis Stewart. And it's just wonderful when you look up that street and you see so much. And I won't go through all the all the other shops there, but they it was it was the thriving street of Collie. Throstle Street, on the other hand, wasn't as uh, well used. Forest had, Street, or I mean, for, I mean Forest Street. I beg your pardon. Forest Street on the other side. We had Foy's in that street and that was a wonderful shop and we also had later on we had uh, the banks moved in there into where the the bank west where the theatre royal was and that was amazing place and I can remember um, going to see Mary Poppins there in those days and we were upstairs it was amazing it was such a beautiful building it's such a shame we've lost so many of those beautiful buildings that was the past and we have to look f- to the present and it's all changing and there's some wonderful things in Forest Street. We have the Central Park and that's an absolutely wonderful place. And in there we have the carriage which is run by the Harms and the Spencer family and that's um, an absolute tribute to them. That's it's now the wagon. The wagon. Hmm. The wagon carriage and their coffee is, is superb and their food is superb and that's a wonderful place to go. And that was designed by them themselves, which I think is a fantastic place. It brings a lot of tourists to Collie and a lot of them have had their photos taken outside there because it's so unique. It's just incredible how much we've done in Collie in the present it's just uh, it's booming we have the high school which has been re um, furbished up there there's new classrooms we have the TAFE which has been um, the same renovated and changed we have if you come further down we have the even the um, 
courthouse has been fixed up over the years. There's so many things that we've gained. We've gained a wonderful hospital, which has been now being a, a new theatre and other buildings, other rooms in there for specialists, etc. It's just an incredible place. Everything's going ahead. And I think in the future, we're going to continue to go ahead. The, the thing is that we are transitioning from coal. I have... I'm positive about that. I think that we will get lots of new industries as we are getting lots now. Uh, some have been announced, some have not been announced, but there are things in the pipeline which are coming on board. And I think that we have a good future and hopefully we can make sure that we keep our people employed locally and keep our young people here as well. So there's just so many benefits to our future and I think that we have a shining one. Uh, what do you think of the likes of Lake Kepwari have done for the town since they've opened? I think Kepwari is fantastic. I think it's absolutely wonderful. It brings a lot of tourists to town. It's an absolutely beautiful place to go out and just sit there and look at the water and the barbecue areas and the caravan area and the camping sites. And there's a new camping site that's being built. It's nearly finished and that will be just as wonderful. And I believe if you go at night time and you watch the sun going down over the water, that's spectacular. I've been told about that. I haven't done that personally, but it's it's something to see. And, of course, we have lots of other watering holes as well. We have Black Diamond, and Black Diamond is magnificent, and I believe it's one of the most viewed sites on Facebook. Mm. It's a great place for selfies. Yeah, it's wonderful out there. And the the water is such a beautiful blue, bluey-green. It's just unique. And then, of course, we have... Stockton, don't forget Stockton. Stockton's still a wonderful place and that gets a lot of people out there too. And Potter's Gorge and Honeymoon Pool and Long Pool, which I've just found out about in the last 12 months. I didn't know there was such a thing. And Long Pool is absolutely wonderful. I haven't been there, but I've seen photos. And I'm really very impressed with the visitor's centre because they have a young girl over there, young woman, I should say, whose name is Cody, and she goes around and takes Instagram footage and then puts music to it. And she's absolutely wonderful. And if you get a chance to go in there and have a look at some of the Instagram, uh, what would you call it, film, I suppose. I'm a bit old-fashioned here, but some of that on there, you will see how wonderful that area is at Long Pool and out in the bush there. And of course, we have all of the other places as well. The scenic drive, we can't forget. That's magnificent. The lookout is fantastic. And the suspension bridge, I haven't been across that because I'm frightened of heights. And that doesn't... It's not very high. No, it's high enough for me, though. I know it wiggles. <laughs> and that's the thing, it wiggles and I'm... I'm frightened I might just fall over the edge. I'm not the best swimmer, so I don't want to drown in that. Uh, but it's just wonderful. There's so many other things. And Minninup Pool, which is my favourite place. And I believe it's Minninup now, Pool. So they've changed the, the sound of it. Yeah, well, that's um, somebody found a map that had an old designation and decided to put the G in it. There are just as many, uh, let me say, old maps that are there without a G because uh, I frequent the museum quite a lot and I'm uh, doing research there and I can tell you there's probably more references to Minilup 
without the G. But council has moved in its mysterious way and uh, it now has a G. Hi, thanks, Nola. You do a wonderful job at the museum too. All those museum people are fantastic. Um, I'm saying fantastic a lot, aren't I? But I am thrilled to be in Collie. I've been away for many, many years and it's so wonderful to be back. But let's not forget Minning Up and the wonderful water that's out there. It's my favourite place. And if I've had a bad day, I love to go out there and just sit and look at the ducks floating around in the water and look at the water flapping onto the, well, it's uh, the ground as it goes past. On the sporting front, uh, as a local, do you think the efforts to make Collie a sporting hub have worked? Oh, yes. I'm not a sporting person. I, I um, Yes, I've, I was always the person who came last in the running races and I've never been able to hit a softball, so... And basketball was never, or netball was never my thing. But yes, I think the sporting is the sporting hub of, Col- of Collie's. A sporting hub is fantastic. That word again. We we have so many sporting facilities, don't we? We have the skate park, we have trails and bikes and horse riding and walking, bush walking and soccer and tennis and football. I don't think there are any sports that we we can't really um, see represented in Collie. Well, um, there's there's been a few sports that in the past uh, they had soccer, they had uh, handball, they had um, softball, as you said. Uh, there, there's a few sports that have flourished for a while and, and died away, but um, I think the move now seems to be in the direction of becoming a trails town. Absolutely. Trails town is, is the thing these days, and we the trails are magnificent. I can't ride a bike because of uh, bad knees and I wish I could because I'd be out there on those trails because there's some beautiful trails. I have been out to Arklow and that is a fabulous place to go. I think if you are interested in trails, the walking trails are very good too and bushwalking was one of my favourite things to do when I was younger. Um, we are also fortunate in Collie to have a plethora of wildflowers. There's something like 200 orchid species in Collie. There used to be an orchid society that was run by a congregational minister and uh, that was very active. So, and, and my late husband used to has photographed many of Collie's wonderful orchids. An aspect of the wildflowers, there are many other aspects. Floral emblem for Collie is the hovia, which is prolific in the bush and uh, is purple. And I'm not a footballer supporter, so we we won't go there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This year marks 125 years since the town of Collie was officially gazetted. And while the long history goes much further back than that, how important is it to take time now to acknowledge the past, present and future of Collie? Well, I think it's very important. The celebration is uh, the Collie's celebration of the past and the, the history of Collie and the future of Collie. And I think that's, that's wonderful. I think that we must remember that we weren't the first people in this area that uh, 125 years ago it was gazetted and uh, our white man became uh, part of Collie. And I think Collie has done very well in that time. 
125 years is a long time ago, but if you think about all the things that we still have standing, there are a lot of old buildings. The museum is one. And if you haven't been to see the museum, I suggest you go and have a look at that. Tom Reardon and Nola, etc., and all the other people that work there as volunteers do an absolutely wonderful job. And it is something that we should be very proud of. And that actually encompasses our past. And we have lots of other buildings too that are old. And when you look around, some of the buildings are 70, 80 years old, and you think, well, that's not that's a long time ago but when you think about 125 years ago that's phenomenal that we've been there so long and we've achieved so much in that time actually from my point of view 125 years is not that long not when you compare it to say Stonehenge the pyramids and whatever (laughs) I think what is amazing is that in just 125 years there has been this development I think that's right. Yes, absolutely. In 125 years, we've gone from nothing to a magnificent town with magnificent water holes. And coming back to the water holes, we should call Collie the Lake District, I think. Yes, I think it should should be the Lake District. With all the lakes that we have and the tourist attractions and the serenity that you get from going to those places. It's magnificent. But we have so many things that now are happening into the present and into the future. We have uh, all of the new industries, the international graphite and the canaponics and a few other things that are going to be happening. And we really need to think about all the industries that we had and are losing, such as the timber and the coal and even the rail. So maybe the rail's going completely too. And we need to look at how these things have been preserved And that's our present and that's our future, the preservation of what we've lost. And if you haven't had a chance to go down to see the Bill Weir uh, building down there at the railway next to the good sheds, the railway uh, people have fixed up trains in there and carriages and they've done a magnificent job. And they are all volunteers and they're next to the men's shed, which is also another place that's working well and giving a lot of people solace. They've got somewhere to go and talk to other men and make whatever they want to make. And we have some absolutely amazing other things that you can look around at if we even go and look at the big shovel out at the Griffin and if we go and look at all the other wonderful things that we have which are celebrating the present. And if we look into the future, maybe... The roundhouse. Uh, there was well, a piece. Hopefully, in the, um, there's hopefully that'll some go great ahead. plans for the roundhouse, and I think it would be wonderful if uh, that can be preserved. It's one of the few remaining existing roundhouses. It's a bit like our overhead bridge, which uh, there there may have been others around the place at one stage, but there's not many left now, and we've got one. So uh, where you can walk over from one side of the town to the other. Uh, And, of course, when that opened, uh, when it was refurbished uh, and restored in a culturally, historically sensitive manner, there was a celebration. Uh, And I believe there's plans to celebrate Collie this year while in the early stages of planning. Can you let us know a little bit about what's happening? Well, there's amazing events that have been thought about and some of them one of them is the opening of the timber mural and if you haven't seen that timber mural it's between the Miners Institute and the Child Centre 
it's a I've taken from a photograph and it's painted and um, produced by Shaky, and Shaky, as you know, did the RSL, and it's it shows the faces and the people working in that industry at a particular time. I'm not sure what year, Nolly. You may know what year it was. No, I I don't. But they are working with two-handed saws. So yeah, it's, it's very old. Old. It's yes. old. It's old. Well, well old in that probably around about 125 years because the timber men were some of the first to come into the town Absolutely. and uh, Jarrah from uh, Collie uh, went to pave some of the London streets is that right I hmm. didn't know that uh, also built some of the docks very uh, hard and wearing and endurable timber mm. uh, known as Swan River Mahogany Mm. The unveiling of the new mural is in April, uh, so that's the, the kick-off really for the, the celebrations. Then they are hoping to have a gala dinner in October and they're looking at a possibility of having it at the Wellington Dam Quarry and having a, a band and food there. And the street festival, the Christmas pageant time, they're hoping to work in with the Lions Club and the Christmas pageant to make that into a, a huge event. And then other groups in town are having uh, celebrations. We hope that uh, or they're having events that the actual committee of, this, of the 125 years can actually look at and try and promote and be part of. So that's all going to happen within the next 12 months and we start in April which is not, uh, it's only a couple of days away. So well, um, we're hoping it the, all successful. the museum is planning uh, a quiz, big quiz night, uh, based on the history of Collie. And uh, you, so brush up your history. Uh, you can, people, you go up and visit the museum and have a look. When people come to Collie and, for the first time and look at that museum, they're quite amazed at the collection that the town has accumulated. And Collie people are very proud of their history and they have every right to be so. So uh, the big Collie quiz night and also uh, in the planning, uh, a couple of history books we're hoping will come out of the museum this year. Brilliant. I think one of the things to brush up on are street names, particularly Coombe Street and the spelling. I'm wondering if that's going to be one of the questions. So you might get that one. Uh, it might it might do. You might not do. <laughs> <laughs> and anyhow, uh, thank you very much, Michelle, for your input today. And um, we're going to go back and have a, a bit more information from John, uh, including the questions that uh, have come to the site. John, to bring you back in here, what role is the Collie Delivery Unit playing in these celebrations? Yeah, thanks, Nola. Uh, yeah, the unit is working uh, closely with the Just Transition Working Group uh, to bring those celebrations to life. There's been a lot of uh, input from stakeholders with support of local businesses like South 32, Synergy and the community who are working with the group. Some people might not know this, but as part of the work the government is doing with Just Transition process, it is an important goal to recognise Collie's history as well as the present and into the future. Uh, we've, there's been an engagement of an event coordinator whose focus will be on the main events this year 
Also, the subgroup is putting details together. And all, uh, thirdly, but not lastly, we're looking at uh, ways of enhancing existing planned events for the year. Well, I think we can all agree there's a lot to celebrate. On a different note, John, as part of this series, we also invite listeners to write in with their questions. If you've got a question about the Just Transition process or have a question for the government, you can submit them at the Collie Just Transition website, which is wa.gov.au forward slash Collie Just Transition, all lowercase, all one word. So that's wa.gov.au forward slash Collie Just Transition. This week we have a question which has been submitted and it's a good one, John. The listener has asked, you've been doing this work for a few years now. What have you achieved? Yeah, as mentioned earlier, very pro- various projects have been implemented to support the tourism industry in and around Collie, such as the Wellington Dam Mural, the Collie Mural Trail, the Mountain Bike Trails, Lake Ketwari and the Throstle Street Facades upgrades. They've been a great success story. A lot of businesses in and around town have also benefited from the government's grants, such as the Collie Ridge Motel, Collie Electrical Service Services and the Harris River Estate. Not only that, we've also supported Traverse business owner Simone Fraser with her outdoor adventure business. The Federal Hotel has uh, received money for the kitchen upgrade and quantum filtration is being supported in its efforts to research and develop new water treatment technologies. Now, people would would appreciate, they have to remember that the transition process does take time and due diligence has to be applied. We're working to attract new industries to Collie, including the likes of International Graphite's downstream processing plant, which is looking like an exciting prospect for Collie and its future jobs. But attracting big businesses, building it and having it open and in operation does take time. We've already announced and delivered a number of projects that are in various stages. The DFES multi-purpose facility has been built and, as mentioned earlier, West Track is in its operation and is continuing to evolve. Canaponics and Renergy are under construction while International Graphite has just successfully floated on the AX, ASX. These projects are, where possible and available, using local contractors or bringing them to town and in turn spending money in town when they're here. So there's a lot of projects that are well underway and in due course, many more employment opportunities will open up. Michelle, it's been great to have you on the air chatting about the changes we've seen. I'm curious to know though, what are your hopes for Collie's future? My hopes for Collie's future are that we can keep the young people in town. So they don't have to leave town for employment. And even if we can keep them here to go to school here and maybe have some kind of uh, computerised online learning for university studies, for tertiary studies, that would be wonderful. That That's one of my, my main things that I would like to do because youth and young people are wonderful. They have the ideas that we don't have. They have the way of finding things that we we don't know about and that's where our future is with young people. And I think 
Collie's people. We must celebrate the people of Collie because the people of Collie are unique. If there's a problem, they will. everybody will try to solve it and everybody will try and help if there's a disaster. I think we're so lucky to have the asset of people and I think the people of Collie are our biggest asset. We have other places and, and buildings and industries and and schools, etc. but really it's the people that make Collie. And we need to try and somehow try and advertise and try and get industry to come to Collie and I'm hoping that that will happen and there are certainly things that are going to happen and make Collie a very diverse and a wonderful place to live. Well, thank you for that. Before we wrap up, John, are there any other points from you? Oh, yeah, thanks, Nola. Yeah, there'll just be no Just Transition Working Group this month. Uh, the team will meet again in May, but uh, any of your listeners can catch up on the episodes of the podcast at the Collie Just Transition page at wa.gov.au forward slash Collie Just Transition. And also you can submit your questions there, which I'll endeavour to answer in the future episodes. Thank you. Oh, thanks very much and thanks for listening, folks, and we'll catch you on the next instalment of the program.